Today on The Breakdown, some people play for pride. Some people play for blood. Some people play for love. But these two guys, they play for money. Poker money. <laughs> they pay for play. They, pay for, they play to pay. They play for pay. That's what they do. It's Alex Fox and Chino Ream. I'll tell you this. One of them started a whole big hornet's nest of stuff, and the other one has a lot of people who are always waiting for him at the end of those tournaments with their hands out. What am I talking about? Who cares? We have a much bigger thing to talk about. It's a $15,000 buy-in event. We're heads up for the title. Alex Foxen, who was the number one GPI player for many years. Chino Reem, also known as David, because that's his real first name. Um, you know, I don't think he's ever been number one, but he's won lots of stuff. He's a formidable opponent. He makes your life hard. And here we are, we're playing for $73,000. That's the difference between first and second. And we're going to get into it right now on the breakdown. Because we're going to break it down with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Hey. First time, no rehearsal. I say first. What? What? What now? I, like I liked that? I liked the whole pay to play part. That Thank was you. <laughs> that was interesting. <laughs> that was we went down a, an interesting path there. Yeah, that was that was interesting. I agree. And then you didn't like the rest. No, it was all fine. I just kind of like started glossing over a little bit. Yeah, it's like oh, he's still doing that thing. Honestly, me too. A little bit. <laughs> it was clear. A little bit. Yeah. Because um, I was like, do I? Part of it is because it's when I it's whenever I don't really pick a path, I get in a little bit of trouble. So there, I was like. Do I want to bring up all the stuff around these guys? I'm like, nah, but I'm going to start to. <laughs> but then, nah. So that was a little, you know, like, so then uh, when, you're, when you're in the middle of the road, the only thing in the middle of the road are yellow lines, dead animals, right? You said that with, like, a slur in your voice, which, yeah. made, it, which made it a lot better. <laughs> the only thing in the middle of the road is yellow lines, dead animals. <laughs> you, know, just, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, like we've been drinking for a while. Yeah, thanks for annoying. You know, <laughs> kick cat in the road. You don't fight a rooster his own coop, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, well, you get what I'm going for, and I like that about you. Yeah, no, I definitely. I, 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 can, I can play the guy who is also that way. Go on. Can, we already did. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm just going to see if I could goad you into doing a little bit more. I don't know if I, 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 don't know if I can come up with drunk folksy sayings so quickly as I just did. It was lucky that I got a couple out. You did You did pretty well. You never want to fight a rooster in his own coop. Did you just make that yeah, up? Yeah, I did. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. It could have been one. It could. Know? It might be one. Maybe it's I not. Maybe I think I made it up, but it actually I've uh, heard it it's, somewhere. It's not one. I'm telling you right now. You did make it up. Right now, 400,000 people, which is the amount of people who are listening to our podcast at any given time, are, yeah. are Googling that phrase to see. All of them. Yeah. If you're listening to this and you're not Googling it, you are Googling it. Yeah. In a way, you're Googling it. <laughs> and that's due to the uh, device Google implanted in your brain without your knowledge. That's okay. Yeah. It's fine. It's you were fine sleep- because you were sleeping. You, because you didn't know. It was never a problem until you knew. So we basically Schrodinger's catted you and... Now, now you know. <laughs> Schrodinger's guy. I like that you turned that into a verb. Yeah. Excellent. Hey, um, there were some big name players at this final table. Yeah, I don't even Big name. Any of them got any roosters? Um, Joseph McKeon probably has some roosters. McKeon's got roosters. You know sure. who definitely has roosters? Bill Klein, because he's got everything. What huh? do you get for Bill Klein for like, like your, you know, his half birthday? 
What what gift are you supposed to get? It's like I got I already got him a thing six months ago. Well, you plus know what, Christmas. You know what never gets old? What sexual favors? What? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you just jumped into my brain. <laughs> you said the thing that I the kind of thing I say, and then you yeah. look at me like I'm destroying the world and I'm ruining your, our lives. You know, give me that look. I did it. I did it. Classy though, <laughs> I did it in a classy way. See, what I did was I didn't ask you any more about it very intentionally though, because it's a dark road. Yeah, you don't want to go down the dark, dark road. Dark road. Um, do we know who Adam Hendricks is? I feel like I recognize it that. It does name. sound familiar, but I can't place it. You know, someone who's listening is like those fucking idiots. He's the twenty second best online player from twenty seventeen. How do you not know that? Uh, Adam Hendricks. He's got three million in live earnings. You know. Play with the big boys, maybe, and then we'll know who you are, Adam. <laughs> wow. <laughs> We're not impressed. Yeah, you're really showing him. Uh, Dan Smith was at this final table. Joe Chong was at this final table. I have an important question about Dan Smith. Oh. Was he wearing the cowboy hat? Of course he was wearing the cowboy hat. Okay, thank God. Yes, don't worry. He was wearing the cowboy hat. Stephen Chidwick was at this final table. Yeah. Uh, I have an important question about him. How many has he killed today? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he, what's, you know, what's your question? If he stands over while his minions do the killing, does it still count in his like thing of like having killed people for the day or not? I think Charlie Manson got charged with all of the deaths, yeah, not just the ones that he did himself. I think you're right. I think you're right. So if you, and I would say at this point, Stephen Sherwood isn't even technically ordering the kills, but I mean, mind control counts. Also, <laughs> so if, if you don't know what we're talking about. It's all Google over Polar it. News. Yeah, no, um, we're just saying because his nickname's a Slim Reaper. There's yeah, nothing it's else not, going on here. Yeah, we don't mean it. He don't, didn't kill anyone as far us. as we know. Don't sue us. Although, I don't know if all players are as litigious as Phil Hummuth and Bryn Kenny, but who knows? I mean, we, Bryn Kenny just threatened to sue. Right, and Phil Hummuth also just threatened to sue. Well, th- Phil Hummuth probably has sued people, but he hasn't. Yeah. He's only threatened to sue us. Bryn Kenny's never threatened to sue us yet. No. But I think Stephen Shidwick, if he listens to all the shows we've done and mentioned him, he probably would sue us. You know, he'd probably like, I got to get my revenge on these guys somehow. Because, um, you know, we go after that guy because he's tall. Right. Because he's tall and he and doesn't talk. Doesn't, doesn't have a whole lot of hair on that head, usually. Usually yeah. shaved it down and looks terrifying. <laughs> looks like he'd smile as, as things ate you, you know? Lots of little bugs that you just sit there and smile. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we understand how you feel about Stephen Chidwick. No, 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 I'm just saying how he looks. No, no, I, You hate I, that guy. I actually... This is I, what you do to me all the time. Actually, you always tell me I hate that guy. Yeah, but the difference is that I don't hate him. Oh, okay. I don't hate Stephen Chidwick. I'm sure I like Stephen Chidwick. He seems like a nice guy, and I would like to play against Stephen you're Chidwick. You're just basing that on nothing. I'm pay- you're just I like- trying... You're just, now you're trying to turn it all around. Oh, you want me to pretend it's like Matt Burke? You're like, you know, Matt Burke, I love that guy so much. I think of him as a close personal friend. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody has ever said that on this podcast. <laughs> Maybe not. Um, no, but I would like to play against Stephen Chidwick because, as you know, I've got the perfect strategy to beat that guy. Right. Yeah, just don't fold. <laughs> right. <laughs> just call no matter it's, what. <laughs> it's so easy. I can't believe nobody does it. No, it's not as easy because executing it is hard. Right. Because sometimes he looks at you and you just fold. You're like, ah, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So spooky. <laughs> spooky Stevie. Yeah. Well, hopefully he doesn't listen to this. Yeah, I hope he does. Because you'll make a new enemy. You, you... Why would that make you... Maybe it would, <laughs> because it's. I, would, I think the enemies of the poker guys are, like. are like we have enemies, but I think they're mostly yeah. really enemies of you. They're not really as much enemies <laughs> yeah. of me. Um, there are some who just lump us together and they're like, "Yeah, fuck those guys." Oh, everyone lumps us together, You're, right? But but I think the ones who are the true enemies who really know who said what and really care, yeah, like Matt Berkey. I'm pretty sure he hates you a lot more than he hates me. I think he dislikes both of us, though. Yes, I so agree. and I think you know that is. 
that's too bad for you because <laughs> you got there's some guilt by association here. Yeah, right? there is. Like you know, you were in the car when I robbed the liquor store, but you were in the car, so too fucking bad. And I, and I wanted the liquor, so yeah. Even if you didn't know I was going to rob that liquor store, you know, you thought I was going to buy some liquor. Yeah. Still, you got to go to jail, bro. Guilt by association. Yeah, it's not awful. that many people hate us anyway. At least that I'm aware of. I mean, they don't tell us as much as as we would be probably told as public figures online. So. Oh yeah, that's true. We'd hear a lot more about it if. Yeah. Well, I say bring it on. More hate, the better. If Dan Smith is sitting in his cowardly hat. <laughs> cowardly hat. <laughs> yeah, and doesn't want to say what he thinks about Grant. You know what happened the last I, time somebody called Cowboy Coward? Found him in the road. It was, <laughs> wasn't live. Oh, they in the road, dead cowboys and dead, yeah. dead animals. Yeah. And for, well, yeah, yeah he was going to shoot guy. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I can just picture Dan Smith sitting, you know, in his uh, in his hat somewhere, you know, like listening to the. He doesn't even have a, a phone. He's just got like a radio that he listens to that ha- that plays this podcast, and uh, and he's just like chewing on all the things he wants to say to you right now. He's like Grant Dennison. Nah, you're you're an awful <laughs> person. <laughs> you're an awful person. I, Dan Smith, for some reason, yeah. I don't know exactly what it is, but right now I'm I'm getting uh, like Sam Rockwell vibes from Dan Smith. Really? Because because the image just that just popped into my head, and I think it's all the cowboy hat, and also maybe kind of his cherubic nature um, is him in a bathrobe with the cowboy hat, kind of casually smoking a cigar, like on a lawn chair. Huh? I can see that part of it, but boy, I do but not I, get. But you could, I do not get Sam Rockwell. Well, the the bridge there is that I could also see Sam Rockwell doing that. Right. That's fair. Yeah. I can see Sam Rockwell doing that too. That's true. But still. That's that's like the one part of the Venn diagram where there's overlap. Fine, but that's that's the spot that I landed on, so that's where I was. Great. And so you just extrapolated. And that's one of the reasons why Dan Smith holds a grudge. Because he hates Rockwell. He's like, (laughs) Moon is overrated. (laughs) I mean, by some people it is, including you. I like Moon. Exactly. I don't I don't think it's the greatest movie of all time. You really like it. Don't just say you like it. You really like it. I do it's been a while since I've seen it, but back when I had just seen it, I really liked it. Like if I bring up Sam Rockwell or Duncan Jones, you immediately talk about Moon. When do you bring up Duncan Jones? (laughs) I knew you were gonna bump on that. You always just pick out the one flaw. Can't you just agree with the parts that you do agree? Do better at your lies. No, no. I mean, if no, think about it. If I say the movie Source Code is really good, it's by the same director as Moon. You're like, oh, well, Moon was way better. Blah. That's Duncan Jones. He's yeah. the director. Um, so that's my point. You're you little, got me. You're a little fucker. Did you? Did you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Coming in hot. Yep. Always. Always. Anyway, we actually don't really have any beef with anyone except Grant. Yeah. Grant has beef with himself. Besides that, do we care? Come on. Grant has beef with himself. Uh, too much joy. There's too much joy in this room right now for us to ever have beef with anyone any, ever again. Right. So no I hope beef. Alex Fox and Chino Ring weren't upset about the opening. <laughs> I don't know, because you mentioned... It, well, I mean, Chino could be upset. I mean, fuck that. Chino, it's true. I know. Everyone well, knows it. You know, we don't actually know the current status no, of, no idea. of Chino's finances. No sense at all. It's been years. All since we know was that, that at some point he was in serious debt to people. Insane amounts of makeup. Yeah. That's all we really know. Yeah. And Alex yeah. Fox and what you referred to, he shouldn't be mad about. It was just no. about how he, he was the one who really started to lead the charge against the, the RTA use and all the, bu- the cheating and stuff. He has been a polarizing figure in the poker community for a while For now. other reasons, yeah. yes. But... but but not in terms of like anything that should be problematic, and no matter what you think, right. in my opinion. 
Um, nothing, as opposed to this Nothing that, that lacks integrity. Right. Yeah. Absolutely not. Right. He, we may disagree on things, but who cares? Right? Yeah. Um, anyway, you know, the, only, the only memory I have of Alex Fox is him yelling at me that one time. So that's good. But not in, not in a mean way. He was mad that you called. Exactly. And I told him it was a good bet that he made, and he really didn't like that. And then I he, mean, but again, he wasn't actually angry at me at all. Did like, he then smash you into a million pieces because he's enormous? He was far away. Luckily, I wasn't sitting near, that close to him at the table. No. But no, he's just like, no, it wasn't. And I was like, all right, I'll just take the chips, man. I'll take the double up. So he, he was, I didn't realize that part. He was upset that you thought his bet was good, and he was like, I made a mistake, and you should know that. Right after he made the bet, too. My point, I took like a solid like two minutes to call. Like it wasn't, I was like, that was a good bet. But he disagreed. You know, I mean, whatever. He's probably right. I mean, you know, he knows more about it than I do back then and now, I'm sure. But, you know, whatever. Uh, it seemed like a good bet to me. I almost folded. I did not almost fold, actually. That's not true. I was probably never going to fold. But so was it actually not a good bet? I think it was a fine bet. I think he opened. Uh, an early position. It was a 10 high board, all spades. He's triple barreled you, right? I think he had the king of spades in his hand. He went bet, bet, shove. I went call, call, think for a while, call with queen 10. And that was it. Yeah. You know, I put the chips in. I put it, I, I did the thing. Where I had a big stack still, like one stack. All the chips were in one stack. By then, and I did it where you put it in all quick, like it's hot, like yeah. it's a little too hot. Cause I was like, ah, you know, like, yeah. just do it, just do it. You yeah. know, I like got it out. And then he was like, king high. I'm like, Phew. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I think his overall poker strategy and style has worked really well for him, and he should keep doing it and not be so hard on himself. What's a hand that you've talked about before? Yeah. It was in the Millionaire Maker, something like that? It was in the Millionaire Maker. It was early. We had just gotten into the money in the Millionaire Maker. It was like early day two, I what, think. What price were you getting on the river? Do you remember? I don't remember at all. I would guess it was probably... I think he set it up so it was like a pot size shove on the river. All right, so it was not an amazing price. No, it was a reasonable price. It was, no, I mean, I was, as I said to him many times while, during the two minutes, I'm like, I, so I'm beating no value. You can feel good. Like, I can't beat any value at all. I can only beat a bluff, if that makes you feel any better. And, of course, he did not respond to that. You but. can't respond to that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure you can. Um, but, yeah. But part, the, the, the thing that made it a little problematic for him, I think, in the end, is that um, I didn't have a huge stack at that point. Actually, very because of that double, I think I then doubled up again very recently, and then or like uh, within the next 20, 30 minutes, and suddenly had a big stack. But going into that hand, I did not have a huge stack, and we had just burst the money bubble like 25 minutes earlier. So he's going to get called more often in those spots. You know? uh, that's why it's a bad bet. That's probably why. But he knew that. He knew we weren't on the bubble. Right. He still made it. And I still didn't have an easy call. Like anything that isn't a flush there isn't an easy call, right? I no, mean, of course. But it's probably the worst time in the tournament to bet yeah. the unknown player. I agree. Like who he doesn't, he probably didn't know who you were, right. I guess, at the time. Right. Um, I'm wondering, like, if we remove the tournament scenario from it, just I want to take a modern view in it. Do you think the hand was high enough in your distribution to make that call against that line if Foxen is going to be at all balanced? Now, we can assume he's probably trying to bully the table in most 1500s. But uh, My quick guess is that it isn't. You had no spade, right? Exactly. If I have any spade, I'm probably supposed to call and I'm probably supposed to fold most non-spade. Most hands that don't have a spade. When I don't have a spade, when I only have one pair. Right. That's my guess. Um, Right, because I'm just going to have enough space that I can call. Actually, I'm not going to have enough space. That's not enough. But then I have other stronger hands, you probably, have, too. You have, like, two pair and sets. Yeah, especially and... on, like, that three-spade board. Yeah. I'm probably just calling, calling. I'm probably never, like, putting in a lot of chips. Like, maybe on the flop, I might raise once in a while to protect. But against Alex Fox, and specifically, I knew who he was. Yeah. You know, I probably wouldn't do that anyway. I'd probably just let him barrel like crazy, mm -hmm. you know, and figure it out and hope it works out. 
because I figure he's going to try and push people around. The truth is, in those tournaments, except at that time, right after the money bubble burst, those tournaments are really great to push people around. Oh, yeah. You know, obviously, you have to pick your, pick your poison. you got to pick your customer right. But, like, a lot of the time, people are going to be way too tight with their folds. And it's possible I made a bad call, like, if we were to look back on it now. I don't really know. If yeah. was, I don't really remember the board. I just know it was 10 high all the way through. It was three spades on the flop. No more spades came. It wasn't a super scary board. You know, maybe the, like, it was like, you know, 10, five, deuce, three, deuce, or something like that. You know, like. Was he repping only spades at that point, do you think? I don't know, actually. Um, the board wasn't paired, by the way. So when I said 10, five, deuce, three, deuce, it wasn't paired. Was he only repping spades? I don't think so. I think he could have had a little more value than that because he, cause the, cause I wasn't, he had a big stack and I didn't. You know what I mean? So he could just be trying to get value. The question is, could he do it with like an overpair? Maybe he could do it with like aces and kings with a spade because he feels a little less like you're going to have yeah. these slow play snap calls. I would guess though, yeah, he's probably going for a lot of value there, but I would think he, he would assume I'm folding a 10 a lot. Like yeah. that people in that field are going to fold a 10 a lot there, right? So maybe he's not doing it with just like, yeah, jacks, queens, and maybe not even kings and aces without the spade. Yeah. Right? Um, maybe. So having a spade would have been really nice for you, distribution-wise. Oh, yeah. If I had queen 10 with the queen of spades, that would be amazing. Yeah. That would be a snap call, effectively. I mean, I still think about it, but effectively, you're always calling there. Yeah. Right? But the truth is, I was just like, it's Alex Fox, and he's got a huge stack. Of course, he's going to try and push me around. Also, what am I trying to do here? Squeeze my way up the fucking ladder when there's like a thousand players left? Yeah, I know. What's the point? Well, and that's and that's part of like maybe the bubble didn't really affect you that much, but also no. you are aware that like the next money jumps are nothing and of course does, they don't matter at all. Right. No, I was very aware of that. I mean, he doesn't know how I, you know, that I think about all this stuff, of course. Of course. So like if I'm your typical tournament person in a fifteen hundred, you know, typical tourist type mm-hmm. person, which there are a lot of. It's possible they do find a fold on the river when you go bet, bet, bet with just one pair, right? Yeah. Almost any pair, almost whether they have a spade or not, probably, they probably just go f- fold, yeah. you know? Um, so, I mean, from Alex's point of view, he probably might also have been thinking that, like, I have a lot of, like, middling hands, like, worse than top pair because of the three-spade nature of the board. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe I call on the turn. I probably don't, is the truth, at least back then. And probably even now, although against him, maybe I do. I don't know. Anyway, in the end, I was just like, he has bluffs. Of course he has bluffs. He has more than enough bluffs. It's Alex fucking Foxing with a huge stack in one of these events. Of course he does. You know, yeah, I that, call, whatever. That's reasonable. And if I'm wrong, fine. Like, it's, uh, it cost me nothing, effectively, to be wrong. And instead, I got the double up there. And like, nine hands later, um, I was in the big blind. And they started, uh, the guy came out and started passing out the card. So we were breaking the table. Ah. So it's the last hand... And a guy goes all in. No, sorry. It folds to the button who raises. The small blind goes all in. I have aces in the big blind. You got to fold, preserve the stack. Exactly. Also, we're moving you to a table. Like, yeah. I don't want to. Yeah. So, of course, I put it in a raise. The guy in the button calls, which I was surprised about. So it was three-way all in. Um, no, no, I didn't go all in. No, I, we were two. Me and the oh. other guy were both. The guy had me covered, and we were both deep. Wow. Yeah, we were deep. We probably had, I mean, probably like 60 blinds. But at that point, that's a lot. That's pretty you know? deep, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I put in a reasonably sized four bet, and he calls, which really surprised me. Yeah. And then the flop came out like 10 high. Like, I hope we don't have 10s. I, I bet small. He shoved on me, and I insta-called and said, do you have a set? And he said, no. I'm like, good. And he had queens. 
and I had the big double up, and then I had a big stack, which I then rode into day three. Yeah, you know, I had and that was still early on, and that was like the first hour of day two. But then I had a big stack for a long time. That's a really good feeling. Oh man, it was great. You know what it's like when when you have aces and they shove onto you, I shove, shove into you pre flop. Yeah, those, those higher leverage spots. My yours, is, you've had much bigger ones than me in that spot. Yeah, mine was the uh, three way pot with Nacho Barbero on my left, who was like opening every pot. Yeah, but he opened under the gun, and then the somewhat tight but really talkative dude in the small blind three bet and. I had kings in the big blind, and I'm like, all right, let's just go. I have, like, I have like 55 blinds or something. Yeah, there's nothing to do. Which was a decent stack at the time. And that, this dude on my right had, like, 50 blinds. Mm. So I four-bet, and Nacho folded, and this, this guy tanked, like, tank, which in a way that seemed like he was always going to shove. Mm-hmm. So that worried me a lot. Yeah, but it doesn't shoved, matter. And I'm like, it just doesn't matter. Is it aces? And he had queens, and yeah. that was a huge deal. It's funny how um, that stuff happened. So I remember playing day two of the main event um, a few years ago. And I came in with like a big stack. Like I had a really great, that was that the time when I like, I finished the flight day one, whatever, with like a top 10 stack. Yeah. Um, so whatever, a lot of shit happened. I played a lot of big pots in day two for whatever reason. And ultimately a guy on my left, like opened, I had Kings, I three bet, he four bet shoved for effectively 55 blinds. I had like 150 blinds, whatever yeah. I called. He had aces, I lost. And the guy on my right was like, I would never get in 55 blinds with Kings, you know? Like he was so sure that like the dude was going to huh. be, and it wasn't like under the gun plus against under the gun plus one, you know, but like, of course he can have Queens there. I think race King, I assume, right. Maybe I'm wrong, but like usually those guys are going to be able to have those kinds of hands. Right. Um, anyway, the point is like it's 50, 55 blinds. Like we have Kings. What are we going to do? We, there's no considering folding yeah. his hands. Right. There's just, it's just, it's just crazy to fold. And sometimes they have aces, and sometimes they have Queens. Right. And so be it. And that's kind of dumb about no limit holding, but that's how it is. It is kind of dumb. Sometimes the it's weird that sometimes the game just forces you to lose. Yeah, you know, and but that that is the way. It's a gambling game, though. It's not chess. Yeah. Right? Which luckily we have Magnus Carlson. Oh wait, no, this is a different. Hand. Oh, you tricked everyone. I did. All right, let's get into the hand. Let's see if Chino Reem can destroy Alex Foxen like you did. Okay. And ru- <laughs> ru- and ruin his career. Own him. Yeah. All right. This was suggested by Casper on Discord. You know who that is. It's Casper. The great. The friendly great ghost. Yep. Friendly and great. Mm-hmm. Um, so Casper did a good job suggested on Discord. There's a Discord link in the description of this podcast. Head on over there. Sign on up. Have a little chat. There's lots of cool little sections on our Discord. We'll see you there. Yeah. I, I do want to say that there are other ways to suggest hands as well. Like we, we are on, on Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. We're two poker guys on Twitter, and you are allowed to suggest there. You are too. I just want to make sure you you don't think you have to like sign up for Discord if you're not one of those people. Yeah, you can not everyone wants to do. You that. can suggest on Twitter. Yep, we will accept that. Yep, we that just, is all. We want hands. Yeah, we need them. <laughs> all right. Okay. Chino Reem on the button. Three point four million at forty k, eighty k. He's the effective stat. We're heads up. We are heads up for the up. title. Two hundred ten thousand dollars has been won. We're playing for two eighty three. Okay, fifteen k buy in. So he's got uh, f- over 40 blinds as the effective stack on the button. Yeah. 10-7 of spades. He's going to limp. What do you think about that strategically? I think it's fine. Yeah. Um, especially against a guy like Fox. And like, ra- I mean, look, raising's fine too, of yeah. course. But I, my guess is Chino's just limping a lot of buttons so he can call more raises. He can't, he's not going to get blown off pots as much. He, this, gets him, this allows him to use his uh, position more yeah. when they're deeper. I got no problem with it. It's, it's always better in heads up to limp the small blind then in a ring too because you get the, oh, bu- yeah. the button post flop of so, course yeah, of obviously course. it's better yeah. Foxen has 5.3 million and he's got two eights sure which eights are they I didn't write it down because I'm awesome at stuff it's two eights two of them okay yeah 
Yeah, he's got eight of diamonds, eight of clubs. Okay. Uh, he's going to raise to 350. What do you think about the sizing? Um, it's a sizing that will fold out Chino's garbage and not a lot of his reasonable holdings that were like, like the, the hands that Chino is planning on limp calling, this is a size he will limp call. Which right? is fine if you have a good hand like eights. Yeah, of course. And you don't want to make it so much here that like, you know, we're folding out too many of Chino's hands, right? Because then we put ourselves, we, we ris- we're risking too much to do that, right? Yeah. So, but this will fold out a lot of garbage. If Chino's got king deuce off, he probably just folds. For, this is a four and a half X, right? Um, he's just going to fold that. Yeah, I wonder if Chino's limping king deuce off. That feels know. more like a raise. Because he has a king, he might just, maybe he's limping a lot of stuff. And maybe. He's going to have hands though that he limp folds, I think. Yeah. He should. So I would, I would guess he probably does have at least some of those too. Well, this, this is one that Chino's going to call. Yeah, this is part of his range. 10-7 of spades. Makes sense. 780K in the pot. Okay. The flop is good for Alex Fox. Alex. It's Alex. Great. Eight of hearts, four of spades, five of clubs. Grant completely unamused by that one. Yeah. I'm going to keep calling him that. I dismissed until it. Until you laugh. Okay. Eight, five, four. So it's top set for Alex. Yeah. But it's the gutter and the over and... The backdoor spade and other straight draws for Chino. Thanks. Thanks for breaking wow. that down for you didn't me. Like that? I think he did it. I think he did that in a weird way. You are really. You're so. This is because of the Dan Smith stuff. Isn't you came it? to me. I, you, you, get, <laughs> you, get, you get. You get it back. All right. That's how it works. I'm sorry. I didn't know it would hurt you. All right. As as Foxen, are you ever checking here, or ah. if not, what sizing do you choose? I think. First of all, I think we're not checking. Um, you know, we're heads up. We're wide. Yeah. This, this can hit us. Of course, we can have ace eight. We can have a lot of eights, turns out. We can have top set. means we can have all the sets probably, is my guess. If we have pocket yeah. force, we're probably raising that too. Yeah. Um, we probably can have six, seven suited. Maybe not off, but suited. By the way, Chino probably doesn't have six, seven off either. Um, he probably, maybe, we, maybe not. I would yeah. guess we have like similar. Uh, we, we have a range advantage though, because we have like the big pocket pairs and Chino doesn't, right? But we I, would, all, I would say even if it's only suited, Chino has more six seven than Foxen. You think Foxen's gonna raise che- less? Yeah, I think he's gonna check back with six seven suited um, less frequently than Chino okay. limps with it. Okay, that's fine. Um, but still, the point is Foxen's got board coverage here, right? Yeah. Um, so both players hit this flop. I would say about the same, except Foxen's got all the over pairs and Chino has none of them. Yeah, unless he's playing a particular style. Correct. But it's it's unlikely Chino's got two tens here. Yes, right. it is. By the way, Alex would love it if he did, of course. But I, so I think Foxen should be betting. Um, I don't think he should bet big for many reasons. The most obvious one is that actually we're going to get a lot of folds anyway. Like it's, we're heads we up. Have, we have the board crushed. We have the board massively crushed. Um, if Chino's got a, by the way, Chino likes to jump on a, on like small bets sometimes. Not that he's, I mean, of course he would expect us a, a down bet probably. Anyway. Yes. Um, but like Chino's an aggressive player who will jump on things. Yeah. So like, Throwing chum in the water, I think, is better than checking. If we check now, we're going to have to show strength later on in the hand, right? I don't want to do that. I want to be the guy who can still be bluffing a lot. So I think we do better by betting rather than check raising. Not that we can't be bluffing if we check raise, but I think we have more value. It's a stronger line to, ch- to do a check raise, you know, as we go down the, well, the road. Certainly. Foxen does bet. He, do, he goes small. He goes about a quarter pot, 200K yeah. into 780. How, how do you think that changes if there's two to a suit on the board? Do you think he goes bigger? I do. I do. I think he probably makes it like 275, 300, something like that. Yeah. Well, with, with Foxen's 
range being relatively wide, especially with his sizing, do you think this hand becomes a raise candidate for Chino? Yes. Do you, Ch- like, you like raising better than calling? Because there's no folding at this point. I like them both. Um, I, don't th- I think if we're raising hands like this all the time, it's too often, especially against a guy like Foxen who will pick up on that and will attack. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of players who will pick up on it but will never do anything. Foxen is not that guy, right? The, the players who are like, I know you're bluffing. Yeah. I fold. Right, yeah. yeah. Great job. You got yeah. me. <laughs> I am bluffing, and you did fold. Yeah, Foxen will three-bet you or call you very, very light all the way down. We've seen him do it, right? Yep. Um, in big spots against big players, big-time players, um, including Stephen Chidwick, actually. Um, so I would just assume, like, we should raise this sum because we need to have some raises, and we block the nuts, and we've got some backdoor stuff, and we've got the overcard. We, like, this is a reasonable candidate. But we're gonna, we can't raise it all the time. We just can't against this guy. we got to raise some, and we got to call some. We're getting a great price in position to call anyway. He's going to give up a lot on the turn. We can bluff if we don't improve anyway. I like, I like both. I, I probably want to call this like 65 to 70% of the time and raise it like 30 as my back of the napkin you okay. know, calcs. What I guess my – that's reasonable. I guess a different way to ask the question would be which hands in your non-showdownable range that are going to continue – are the best hands to include in your raising range? Then. Yeah, that is a great question. Um, I mean, it's always going to have a six or a seven in it, right? Yeah. Um, we would want to have a little more going on than that, too. Yeah. Right. So that's fair. Maybe three six is a little bit better because then we don't have an overcard. And we have an open ender. Yep. And we, yeah. So we have more equity when called, or at least more strong equity when called, I yeah. should say. We get, you know, we have more outs to a monster hand. And we also have less like overcards to like bail us out. Does that make sense? Yeah. Cause that's like medium equity. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Not like we have a, we don't have a showdown by hand with 10 height either. We though. do not. Um, I tell, don't know. Tell that to Stewie Younger. Oh, nice. Yeah. When he, that time he called with 10 high. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Um, what do you, what do you think would be, um, other candidates besides sort of, I mean, 10, seven often, 10, seven suited, excuse me, with the backdoor flush draw seems like a reasonable candidate based on the criteria we're talking yeah. about. Right. Like, it's got the backdoor action going. It's got actually an overcard. It's kind of cool to have, you know? Uh, it's not like an ace high or anything like that still. Maybe it's better to have any six or seven without the backdoor action um, because there's fewer uh, opportunities to raise the turn, take an aggressive action on the turn because you pick up equity. Oh, that's interesting. So it's a hand that we care less about. We're much more willing to... I mean, we're willing to throw either one of these away yeah. if we get bombed on, right. right? But that's fair. But this one it has so much more going for it than uh, the 10-7 offsuit or... Or 10-7 of diamonds, which has no backdoor flush draw. I, I also think, like, especially against a guy like Fox, and we need to be thinking about what's been happening in the last 20, 25 minutes in this heads up. You know, if we've been especially aggressive, I'd be want to lean a little more towards calling with a hand that we mm. can really call with and getting a great price to do it in position, right? If we've been pretty tight, what's our, what's our local image, if you will, you know? Yeah. Um, if we've been playing pretty straightforward and all that, this is maybe a better time to raise. Yeah. I, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Definitely could raise, but Chino does not. Yeah, which is fine. It's fine. There's a lot of stuff that can happen on the turn that could be great. What posi- if, if you're in Chino's seat, what percentage of the time do you think you're raising this hand when Fox and Bet's 200? Probably too much would yeah. be my guess. Probably like 60, 65%. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we're almost, like I was saying, like 30, 35%, right? Yeah. Okay, good to know. Are you just compiling data on me? <laughs> That's right. So I didn't agree to your terms and conditions, man. You can't just sell the data. You, you don't even read the terms and conditions. How do you know if you agreed to them? Because there's an agreement button. Is there? And I, I said disagree. And then you, you said, you're, you? not a wel- you're not welcome at levy.com where the world is your oyster. Yeah. <laughs> That's, 
You're, you're, you are still not welcome, by the way, yeah. at levy.com, where the world is your oyster, TM. Yeah. Um, but also, you and agree to certain things. So if you guys actually want to navigate to that website, it sounds like I'm saying go to levy.com and yeah. type that in your browser, and then, then there will be a thing that says the world is your oyster. And then, of course, there's all sorts of oysters you can buy. Yeah. The Jonathan Owens. Um, but The best oysters. The thing that's confusing about Vintage. that is, is the website address is actually levy.com, where the world is your oyster, dot com. <laughs> yeah. And you have to spell out levy.com. The D-O-T, yeah. 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 And also you have to spell out HTTP slash colon colon or colon slash slash. So when you're saying spell it out, you mean like C-O-L-O-N, yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I'll say this. It's memorable as fuck, right? You're it not going to, if I say, you know, levy.com where the world is your oyster.com, like you're not going to, oh, did I go to the wrong website? No, you're, you're, when you get there, you're going to know you're there. I think you made a mistake, though, when you yeah. bought the domain because you went to domains.com where the world is your oyster.com yeah. to buy it. And um, they, it was only $1.50. But you were like, you know what? I think it will increase the value of the domain in the future if I pay more now. So you actually had to like set up a support mm-hmm. call to offer them $500 for is, it. This is what NFTs are doing, though. You know? like, yeah. I, I sell my, it's all anonymous or anonymized, at least. You know, I sell myself my NFT for a lot of money, I'm putting air quotes out there. If you couldn't hear them, and now it's worth more. Now I, that now I resell it to someone else, some sucker at twice the price. That's how it works. So man. if anybody wants to buy a levy.com, the world, world is your oyster. Oyster. Yeah. Com, you get, contact Jonathan. He might, yeah, he'll, he'll, he's willing to negotiate, but he has admitted that he Adam Newman's himself all the time. I Adam Newman myself. Yeah. You mean like I ruin everything? What are you saying? Um, so the CEO of WeWork, which that yes. show is good, really um, good. Uh, one of the things that he did was he trademarked the phrase. Oh yeah, we. Yeah, the, trademarked the phrase we, and then he sold it to WeWork, the company, from himself for five point nine million dollars. Isn't that unbelievable? Now the board approved that. Yeah. So what's that about? Why would they approve that? I it guess it's a way, it it's a way, a way to, to like pay him without paying him. It's a way to give him a bonus. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Why don't you just give him a bonus, though? I don't know. Is there some tax implication or something? Maybe there's a, way, a reporting thing. Oh, they were a private company at the time, so maybe. But maybe there's a reporting thing where like it screws up. Like it, It's like a way to piss off your employees or not piss off your employees if it ever comes out. Yeah. But this, of course, would piss off your employees anyway. And it did. Of course. Yeah. He did ultimately give, the, give back the $5.9 Of course, he made a lot of money along the way. He did okay. He did fine. Anyway... Back. Jared Leto gonna win an, gonna win an Emmy for that. I he think. should. Yeah. Hey, this is where we are. Okay. Chino Reem has called the 200k bet on the flop with 10 right. seven of spades, eight of hearts, four of spades, five of clubs. Alex Fox has top set, set of eights. Great. I've got an important announcement. Are you finally gonna tell everyone? I bought an airplane. <laughs> it's really <laughs> old, and it, it's the the guy who sold it to me said, "Don't try to fly it." But guess what? I'm doing this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't listen to those old guys. They're yeah. living in the past. Yeah, it's like, like oh, the plane live, didn't work in the past. Live a little. Yeah. My risk tolerance is supposed to be high when I'm young. Exactly. That guy's like a million years old. YOLO, man. Yeah. That guy's got to worry about all the living ones because he's going to be dead soon. But you, yeah. you're not going to be dead this soon. This plane is fine. <laughs> yeah. It's got a racing stripe on it. Make sure you put gas in it. That's my one gas? fuel. It's, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're a yeah. big plane snob. It's the, fuel. it's the future. I don't fuel? use gas. Fuel or the plane? <laughs> What's the Every, Oh, just in general. Yeah. Okay. Well, then you, it's hard to crash. It's if you're currently not. the future. That sentence makes sense. It's currently the future. Currently. Yeah. But no, there is an actual important announcement, which is that Nitrogen Sports has moved. It's now Nitro Betting. 
Yes. This is a big deal for everybody listening. It's important, actually. Those who have signed up and those who have not signed up in the past for Nitrogen Sports, this is important because you have to re-sign up using the link in our pinned tweet or in the description of this podcast uh, to get the Nitro betting benefits, which are the same as the Nitrogen Sports benefits. You still get the Poker Guys monthly free roll. It's still there. Not free roll. Tournament. Cool tournament. Wonderful tournament. Um, <laughs> yeah. The, the cool thing about it is that Nitro Betting is a, is a better site than Nitrogen Sports. They've upgraded everything. It's nicer. They have new sports betting products. They have uh, like March Madness style brackets for a lot of different things, not just for March Madness. They have squares like you do at the Super Bowl for a lot of different things, not just for the Super Bowl. They have pick pools. It's it's uh it's new. It's improved. It's Nitro Betting, but you gotta you gotta resign up, which is easy. It will take you no time. Yeah, it's like a thirty second. It'll operation. be the same tournament that you know and love. But you gotta use the link in the show notes to sign up the affiliate link. That way, you can get into the Poker Guys monthly free roll. It's not a free roll. We gotta <laughs> stop saying that. The monthly tournament and all the other stuff, by the way, because there's other stuff you get along the way. Yeah, they they do a little promotions for you. Yeah, like. They just throw in some stuff because they do, because yeah. they're, they're cool that way. Um, so this is just stuff you get on top of your normal nitrogen benefits that you'd be getting. Nitrobetting.eu. Please go there and sign up or re-sign up if you were part of the original Yeah, but don't go deal. there, then sign up. Use the link to take you oh, there. Oh, yes. That's the way to do it. Yes, yes. Otherwise, you won't be able to partake right. in the bacchanal of poker. Yeah, and the, you won't be able to be like one of the drunk guys like from the beginning of this podcast. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Dog always has a day. You know, what wanted, you know what I always wanted to say? What? The Taco Bell is pretty good. <laughs> Taco Bell is Taco pretty Bell good. Taco Bell is pretty good. You know what I'm saying? Like a, you, know, you know what they say? French fries. <laughs> like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. We're okay. doing bad drunk guy impressions. Really bad. And you're drunk a lot, so you should be good at this. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, I am drunk sometimes. You're drunk a lot. At least some of the time. I mean, right. That's, that's what an alcoholic I'm, doesn't say. I'm not drunk right now. No, you're not. And that's another thing an alcoholic never says. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Right now, I'm not drunk. So there's all the evidence you need that I'm of not an course. alcoholic. Of course. Anyway. All right. Let's get back to it. All right. So um, Chino was called. Yeah. 1.18 million in the pot. Uh, to reiterate, 8-4-5 with one spade is the board. Chino has 10-7 of spades. Foxen's got top set of eights. Turn is the deuce of spades. Well, well, well. This is one of the Chino Magic cards. It's a good card for Chino, for shiz. You know what? The A little leak in Chino's game is when the card hits the felt, he says, Chino Magic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that helps Foxen to get a sense that Chino's happy with the turn yeah. card. Yeah, which is good for Foxen because Foxen still has the relatively close to the nuts, you know? He's oh, yeah. Not, like, he, there's now another type of straight that's come in, but it's not a huge deal. To give people a sense, and I'm sure most of our listeners know this, but like, Hand, hand, um, relative hand strength is really important, right? So Foxen is such a strong hand that maybe none of it matters no matter who you're playing and no matter how big the table is and how many people are, you know, in this hand. Uh, that's not entirely true, but it's mostly true, right? Yep. But, like, heads up, top set on this board, you're just like, if he, if he has me, he has me, man. Like, I'm never folding no matter what, right? Yep. Like, there's no scenario where I would ever throw this hand away, I guess there could be a, t- a terrible river card, right? But like if we were to, I would always get in on the turn, even though now there are several hands that beat me. Right. In theory, I mean several. I guess there's three. Yeah, right? there's six, seven, ace, three, and three, six. Yeah. Um, and all those could have been there. Yep. Um, but whatever. By the way, we have outs against those things anyway. But more importantly, who cares? You know, I'm Alex frickin' Fox and... I'll knock you down if you look at me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, uh, I, have, I have top set. That's, that's just too, way too strong in a heads-up spot to ever consider folding, no matter what. Well, how about considering checking? Because that's Whoa. what Foxen does. What? Is he pot-controlling, Grant? No. Probably not. No. So not. 
he just thinks Chino has lots of bets here, I guess. Well, Chino called. Now, if Chino's got one pair, like a four or a five, or even a deuce, like if he somehow had three deuce suited or something like that. He might bet that. I think he would bet to deny equity, right? Yeah. If he has a draw that is on a draw, he's probably going to bet a lot just to win the pot. Yeah. Like, it's hard to come up with hands that Chino can have here that he wouldn't be betting unless he just has overcards, like an ace-high type hand, where he might have some sh- like showdown value that he feels like, eh, I can just check. Maybe ace-deuce, a hand like that that you know had the gut shot on the flop and has a pair now. Maybe, maybe his deuce is... I feel like he'd mostly want to protect his equity on those, don't you think? So, oh, that's sim- I mean, I guess that's similar to like if he had like ace-nine, though, right? Yeah. He'd be protecting equity there, too. Um, or a four, even. Four's, a four is not really a value bet if you're Chino. No, it's just a, an equity denial bet. Yeah. A five is like closing in on a value bet, but it's not quite there, it feels like. Maybe ace five we can yeah. bet for value, but we'd only be betting it once. I don't think we'd bet again on the river, right? Yeah. We might bet an eight twice if checked too, right? Yeah. Um, depending on the eight and depending on the river. Yeah. Anyway... Foxen is just hoping that Chino has a bet. It sounds like you think he has a lot of bets. I think he probably does too. Yeah. Also, he's Chino, who also means he also has a lot of bets yeah. on top of this. So, right. So I kind of love this check by Foxen because Chino's just gonna gonna put a lot of chips in the pot right now, in general, right? Yeah. And with this hand, you'd expect him to anyway. Do you want to check call or check raise if you get the opportunity if you're Foxen? If we check raise, we give ourselves a chance to. Well, how much is Chino going to have left if we? Okay, Chino starts with 3.4. He's put in 550 so far. So he's got 2.9 or so, 2.8, something like that, right? Yeah. Um, so we want to try and make it so we can get all of that, right? If yeah. he's got a hand that can actually go with it, right? So if we check raise now, I'm trying to figure, it's, it's weaker to check raise now than check raise the river. We need to put in a raise to be able to get all this, to get all the money in, though. I don't think we can just go check call, check call, and he'll be all in unless he's overbets the river. Yep. Which I guess is possible, mm-hmm. but I guess I want to check raise now if I'm check raising. I think so. I think that represents spades pretty well. Like, Absolutely. Um, could it be spades? Could be like a three in our hand. We could have like king three. You know, we took yeah. one shot, we didn't like it, and now we turn it open and we're like, oh, I'm going to do a cute thing. I'm going to be cute. With my three, I block some stuff. Alex I'm Foxen says that all the time. He I'm probably going to be cute. I'm going to be cute right now. Yeah. I'm a cutie. <laughs> and then he bets. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think I like the idea of check raising the turn. I agree with you. Chino is going to bet uh, sure. after Foxen checks, which makes plenty of sense. He picked up equity. He has a gut shot. He has no showdown value with 10 high. Might as well try to fold out ace high. I'd be disappointed if he didn't bet, honestly. I'd be like, what? I, actually, if he didn't bet, I'd be like, does he have like some weird read on Alex? That yeah. Alex is this strong? Like, it's so weird not to bet right now. Yep. You know who would have also been disappointed? Alex Foxen. Yes, with, with top set. Although I don't think he would have been disappointed because he's kind of like the opposite of the th- quote that people like to say. We're like, I'm not angry, I'm disappointed. Yeah. He's like, I'm not disappointed, I'm angry. I'm just angry. Yeah. <laughs> I just hate you. <laughs> it's, it's not disappointment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so Chino bets 500K. Yeah. How do you want to size it as Foxen if you're going to race? Okay. What are we trying to have happen here? Um, we wouldn't think that Chino's got that many spades, right? Because it's a backdoor that obviously has some. But, yeah, there's some of it. But that's not a lot of his range, right? A lot of his range is middling one pair of hands. Our, our best case scenario is he has a good eight, which is hard because we block eights, but really certainly hard. still possible. It's going to be hard to get called by almost anything that isn't a draw. Yeah. Like the hand that Chino has actually can call some raises, right? Yeah. But like 
if he has a four and he's betting to deny equity and we raise, it's very hard to call almost no matter how we size. If we click it back to a million, is he calling with a four? I don't know. He probably shouldn't, but maybe he is. I don't, I don't know. I worry that we, this is the one problem with check raising, is I, I worry we're only going to get one street now at a Chino instead of potentially two with these middling hands. Did you come all the way back around? You want to call I may be now? coming back around. Well, I know. I wouldn't want to call. What I'd want to do is bet the turn rather mm-hmm. than check, I think. I'm worried that, like, because we block the eight so much, how do we get all this extra value out of him? If he has two pair, we're getting it all in anyway, right? Yeah, the check raise move is better with the not top set, with, like, a middle or bottom yeah. set. Yeah, I think, I think we're supposed to bet the turn. Supposed to is weird. It's Alex Fox, and he probably knows what he's supposed to do. But I like betting the turn, I think, because I'm concerned about getting action from anything that isn't a hand just like this. I think it's really hard, unless, unless Chino, you know, turned to straight, which is bad for us, or somehow made two pair, which is possible. But again, we're getting the chips no matter what if he makes two pair. Who cares? We're heads up. Well, maybe well, Fox News is going to check race, spoiler alert. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he believes Chino is going to play a five like this all the time. And maybe he also thinks Chino is going to be sticky. Yep. So if, if Chino is going to play a five like this and not fold to a check race, now I like it again. You yeah. Know? Um, I just don't know if we can count on that. If he has five, six or five, seven, he'll probably call. Yeah, he probably will. Um, if he has five, four, five, X three with the spades, or five, three. Yep, those are things. But there aren't too many of those. But there's some of those. It helps. Yeah, ace five even. Maybe we also think as Alex, if we bet the turn, we're going to fold out fours and fives anyway, and this way we actually get to capture some value because he thinks he may they may bet to deny equity. Uh, yeah. And sometimes maybe they call. So then, if that's all true, then there's much more value in check raising. Yeah. Well, he goes one point one million, which wow. is small, really small, six hundred k more than Chino's bet. So how much? So if Chino calls this, he's going to have like one point eight million left, right? Ah, uh, like yeah, that. that's right. That's exactly right. Um, and the if Chino calls, there's going to be three point four million in the pot. I guess like it's very weird to make it this small, but maybe he's just trying to preserve any amount of perceived like stack for Chino, right? Yeah, I mean, Foxen is top tier, so he's going to have bluffs at this size too. But of course, in, if you see this size, it's probably not a bluff in your in whatever game you're playing, like. It's hard. People don't really bluff this size too often. No. Uh, tournaments, you can get away with it a little bit more. Yeah. But even so, like, it's not something you see that often, especially, by the way, on a board that does have draws, you know? Yeah. Like, you're usually going to, like, it wouldn't occur to me to, to raise this small. It's interesting that Foxen does. Like, if I was raising here, I'd probably make it 1.4, you know, something like that. And be like, I mean, effectively, Chino, I mean, the stack deposit's going to be insane on the river anyway. He's going to have half, half a pot no matter what I do. So whatever, like. I want to charge him correctly, at least. These top, these top players have been doing a lot more bets that seem to try to keep stacks deep later in the hand hmm. in recent breakdowns that we've been doing. Yeah, and maybe Foxen's aware that if he... Maybe Foxen has a bunch of check raises here, and so making it smaller works better. Maybe. Right? And also, if you're Chino, like, I still don't really know what we're supposed to do with a five. Like, are we really supposed to call with a five when we get check raised? I wouldn't want to anyway, you know? We're getting a really good price. We are, but we could be dead a lot. Yep. Which is why it's a lot better to have this hand than a five. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, as you know, we love having this hand right now when we get check. I mean, we prefer a fold, but a check raise is great. Most of the time on the river, we're going to have a very clear decision, right? We're going to make a straight or a flush most of the time or miss. Yeah. And like, great, I know what I'm doing. Like, either way, cool. And Alex, it's going to be hard for Alex, especially to put us on a flush. Yeah. Something that, that Alex loses by check raising here is the times that Chino has a hand like this, if he whiffs the river, he might barrel. Yeah. And it... In this case, Fox is going to mostly just have to bet the river unless a bad card comes, right? Right. And those whiffs aren't going to pay us off at all. That said, if he calls here, which he does, we capture some of that barreling equity anyway, right? We're yeah. getting 600,000 more chips in the pot right now. True. Already. But as you said, Chino, 
it's going to be hard for Pacino to put more chips in the pot when he's behind yeah. come the river now, right? Based on the kind of hand he has. But he may not also, he's not always going to barrel the river anyway. Not Even always. Even Chino, not always, right? No, not always. Yeah. All right, so Chino calls. Understandably. Yeah. So Chino's like, okay, let's hit a spade. Let's hit a six. Let's make a big hand and get the rest of Alex's chips. And in fact... I think if we hit a spade, we do get the rest of Alex's chips. And probably even if we hit a six based on stack to pot. Maybe. I think, I think he's just going to have to pay us off. Well, we get a double because Alex has more oh, chips okay. than us. But, but like, maybe the six of spades is like the one six that maybe he can get away from. But even then, I doubt it. Hard to know. 1.8. with There's 3.4 million in the pot. Gino's got 1.8. I don't know how he's supposed to We're not going to find out. Because oh. it's a more interesting river card. It's the yes. 10 of diamonds. It is an interesting river card. Yeah, there is 3.38 million in the pot. Chino's got now top pair with 10-7 of spades on the four of spades, five of clubs, eight of hearts, deuce of spades, 10 of diamonds run out. Alex Fox and still with a set of eights. That 10 pretty much never makes Chino a better hand than Alex if he had a worse hand on the turn. Unless he has a set of 10s now. That's kind of the only way. Um, oh, you mean from Foxen's point of view? Yeah. Right, right, right. Of course. That's the only thing it could ever do. Right. And he very rarely has a set of 10s based on preflop. Right. Almost never. Yeah. So... I guess Foxen should just hope that Chino has something he can call with, right? Just, like, put the rest in. I think we're hoping at this point he made two pair on the turn and he can call. Yeah. I don't really know what else we're supposed to hope for. Like, it's hard for him to have 10-8, right? Like, we block that hardcore. And it'd be very lucky for us if he hit the 10 um, on top of already having a pair. I mean, he could have 10-6 or 10-7 of spades. Those actually make lots of sense. Yeah. But that's two combos. Right. And even then, like... Are we sure we're getting paid off? That's, I mean, we're going to have to ask that question yeah, because Foxen, of course, is going to move it. Of course he is. Yeah, I mean, like you could check and hope that Chino has like a weird bluff or something, but I don't know why you would do that. That seems like a terrible idea. Yeah. Because at this point, if I'm Foxen, I'm assuming Chino has a made hand a lot once he calls the turn, right? Yeah. Because there aren't that many straight draws that, unless he has a three exactly. If he has a three or if he has any six or seven, that's also two spades. Right. No, if he has two spades in his hand, he can, he can show up here with this yeah. stuff. But like... There aren't that many of those. It's like he called on the flop. I mean, it, it wasn't a big bet, but still, no. like, he's got a lot of non-spades in his hand, too, in theory, right? Yep. All right. So Foxen has the easy choice. He moves in for 1.8. So easy for Foxen. As Chino, can you ever fold to a good player when you river this good of a hand? Oh, man. Okay. So one thing we should say is when Foxen moves in here, let's ask this first question, actually. Are we ever beating any value? I'm wondering. There's the smallest chance that we could beat nines. Or ace-eight. Yeah. Right? Those are the, basically the same hand. Not entirely sure if Oxen would move in, but he really might. I don't know if he would check-raise those hands in the turn. That's what I'm... I don't know, because they're heads up, because they're so... Both of them are so, like, looking for thin value in marginal spots. I wonder if Alex has a check-raise in him with a hand like ace-eight. That's a good question. You would think, like, five years ago, top player, we would never say would have nines or, or ace-eight right. for a check-raise here on the but turn. But again, again, when it's heads up, though... The hand values change enough that, like, you could have nines and decide to do it. You're like, eh, whatever. Nines is better than ace eight by a lot because you don't block eight. Right. That's true. Eight. You know, even though the relative hand value is the same, not blocking an eight is a big deal. That is, yeah. So I agree. I, let's, maybe let's use that piece of data to say that Foxen probably wouldn't have done it with ace eight. Okay. So I, that, that leaves just nines. As, I assume if Foxen has nines, he's going to move in. I assume he's also not check raising all combos of nines in the turn. Right. So we're, we're probably around, somewhere on two combos of, okay. of value that we beat. So it's almost the same as beating none of the value. And I don't know that Foxen never has ace-eight, even though with all the things we said. Yeah. He may have some ace-eight, but probably not, not that much, right? Because you want to unblock the eights if you can. Um, 
But still, there's not much value if there's any, right? Maybe yeah. there's four combos of value. Maybe there's six, but still, compared to that we can beat, compared yeah. to all the value we're losing to, well, we can come up with a lot of value we're losing to, right? Yeah. All right. the sets. All the six, all, sevens. All the, all the straights. Six, seven of spades, anyway, yeah. There's a bunch of straights. The though. sets make the most sense to me because of yes. the raise preflop. I think a lot of the hands that are straights, except for ace three, would have checked back mm. preflop a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Foxen might be playing 6-7 suited more aggressively. Maybe. He's not going to raise it all the time, no. whereas with 8s, 4s, and 5s, you think maybe near 100% Agreed. He, he's raising. And ace 3, I don't know he's always going to raise, but certainly more often than 6-7. Yeah. Right? I certainly agree with that. And, of course, there's going to be more combos of ace 3 because it's going to be off-suit, too, right. not just suited. So, I mean, the value is present and obvious. If we just give him the sets in ace 3, that's uh, 25 combos. Yep. Okay. So there's that. Then there's a problem. Yeah, here it comes. What are the natural bluffs? The most obvious thing is Fox and his spades, right? Yep. He C-bet the flop, and then he turns the draw, and he's like, oh, I'm going to play it cool. I'm going to like do a check raise with it, you know, yep. to balance because of my strong value, like this time. When Guess what we block is Chino Ream. Yeah. Not great. Also, we block um, the nuts, right? We have a seven in our hand. That's, that's good. Out. It's good, but it's bad also because that's one of the blockers Alex might be having to make a play with. Ah, yeah. Like a six or a seven is the kind of hand it might be a nut be- blocker is actually, good for Alex. It might actually be better to, to not have a nut blocker as Chino Reem, even yeah. though we're the one who's choosing whether or not to call because it would be more about how Alex makes his decision on what to bluff with. Yeah. yeah. I, think, I, think it's pro- I think we want to unblock all the bluffs and not and having a seven and not having spades would be much better. We want to unblo- we want to unblock the bluffs, yeah, and we want to unblock spades, yeah, yeah. It's so yeah. This is a bad hand to to end up like. Is it better to have ace eight of diamonds than this hand? The only issue is the nines might be there. Nines might be there, or Foxen may have rivered a good ten. But if he's rivered a good ten, we're losing to it anyway. Yeah, right. If he has ace ten or king ten of spades, but we don't block that with ace eight of diamonds. That's the difference. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, okay. That's that's true. <sighs> so so what are the reasons to call here? We made top pair. We made top pair, and it's Alex frickin' Fox, and it's that's the same the reason, reason that you called Alex Fox. You just put the chips in like they're on fire, and you know, yeah. maybe it'll work. Yeah. And then say, good, that was a good bet right afterward. There's um, actually, uh, I mean, it's not the same line or anything, but it's a lot of parallels to your hand against Alex Fox, mm-hmm. and it's like, I don't know if this hand has the right blockers or anything, but it's Alex Fox, and I have yeah. top pair. So. Yeah. Like... like this guy's totally capable of not having it here. Now, it's different because we're heads up in a, a tournament that was full of really good players, and, and you were in a large field, lots of really bad players. Yes. He probably thinks you're one of them tournaments. I'm sure he did. I'm yeah. sure he did. And so this is different. He knows who Chino is. Yeah. He probably knows Chino's going to show up with all sorts of weird stuff, make some fancy calls sometimes. Like, this would be... I would say this is... I don't know if this is a fancy call, top pair on the river. You, may, you might just... You could make the argument like, we didn't make the... The kind of hand that we have an insta call, but this is the next best thing I could hit, right? Is a freaking 10, man. I guess we gotta do the distribution thing. Yeah. We gotta figure it out. Like, would, would we rather have like a bad five that doesn't have any, it doesn't, it block doesn't have anything? a six, a seven, or a spade? Yeah. Yes. Or, I think we would too. Yes. So this is, this is too low. So we're getting distrib- to this is a bad call. Yeah. Yeah. He does call. He does. And he Fox loses. Fox wins. Yep. Fox, Fox wins, wins all the money. Yep. I'm so curious to see what, is it Danny Sprung who's doing this one? Uh, yes, that's correct. What Danny Sprung and his solver magic will come up with um, if the solver wants to call on this river. Also, what the solver thinks about Foxen's check raise. I'm fascinated. Well, the solver is indifferent. You oh. might be fascinated, but the solver is indifferent. Solver feels nothing. Yeah, let's see how, how cold and unfeeling it is right now. 
All right, should Chino have done it according to the solver? Should Chino have done it? That's the name of my Netflix special coming I know it, out. It soon. feels like a Netflix show for sure. It is. It's and called it, should, and it is. By now, it's definitely on Netflix. By the time you're hearing this, all episodes. Yeah. It's a seven episode series. The first four episodes are six minutes apiece, and the last three episodes are each four hours. <laughs> it's, it's important that it's that way, and you'll see yeah, why. Yeah, no, no, the format really is. It's sort of like in Memento, the movie Memento, where the, the structure of the movie is actually part of the movie and part of the experience of the movie. It's actually more like a Gallagher show where you're part of the show. <laughs> you're actually in yeah, the show. Yeah, you're getting watermelon way. all over yeah. your face, man. It's like a bandersnatch, but, but deeper. But with more, Gallagher. More, more but Gallagher's in it. More <laughs> Gallagher's in it. He's dead. Hey, we're, we're talking about the solver. Oh, yeah. Uh, Wesley Cannon did the solving for us on this one. All right, back to the flop. Okay. Foxen should always bet his set. Good. Cool. Sounds good to me. I like it. It's a pure strategy here. Pure. Chino can raise his hand more than half the time, but calling is fine. He is not allowed to fold or he goes to solve or jail. I mean, why would you ever fold? It was also a very cheap bet. It was um, a very cheap bet. So on the turn is where the play starts to deviate a little bit from, from what actually the solver wants mm. to happen. Alex Foxen should bet his sets 100% of the time, which he did not do. He checked. Mm. Um, now, What's interesting about the output is that Pio likes a check raise line with two pair or a straight and big over pairs, but not with sets specifically. So my guess is it's just know. it's just balancing and like it's taking some of the strong hands in one place, and so it's you know just got to do it so the set happens to be on this side versus that because two pair and a set in terms of blocking is the same anyway, right? Yeah. Um, set is obviously a stronger hand than two pair, but not as strong as a straight anyway. I right. don't know. Right. Strange. We but. do block. Um, Top pair on the flop, pretty hard. But it's all sets. And the turn. We're talking about all yeah, sets. Yeah, that's true. So That's right. Who knows? Pio's just, you know, it's just like, you don't understand me. I'm just going to do it. I don't even understand yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, but once, once Alex checks, it's 100% a raise. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Chino can actually check back here. It's 50-50 hmm. check bet. Feels like, you know, once we're here, I really want to bet, but... But to be balanced, we yeah. can't always bet. Otherwise, yeah. it's just too easy to play against us, right? We, yep. we need to have some of these kinds of hands in our check back range. And the big question is the river. Yeah. It's not too much of a question as for what Foxen should do. No. He should bet. Uh, the solver agrees with that. Chino should call 100% of the time. You know what the kids would say? It's a pure call. It's a pure call. It's a pure call. It's like water that tastes better than other water. It's yeah. pure. This, this water is directly from the Staten Island Ferry. Yeah, they scraped it off the side. <laughs> it's great. It's pure. Yeah, it's, it's quite pure. Yeah, so that's interesting, 100%, because we obviously had a whole debate. Now, we're in ex exploitationville over there, um, but about, like, should he call, should he not, what we think. And the solver's like, there's nothing to think about. Put the money in, you idiot. We made top pair. We beat all bluffs. Let's go. Yeah, which is, I guess, not a huge surprise from Pio. Pio's a loose little baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we always say yeah. about Pile.